legends, you're listening to the Off-Road Performance Coach Podcast. If you want to be a beast on and off the dirt bike, you have come to the right place. All I ask from you is if you gain some value out of today's episode, please give it a share and tag me on your socials or your Insta story. I'd be super grateful if you'd share the love. Let's get stuck straight into today's episode. Just things for me. Hello, podcast legends. Just going to be a quick episode today. Going to talk about sugar and salt and how I personally, for my own self, how I calculate my hydration strategy when I'm racing a cross-country event. I put a little story up on my Instagram on Friday night um, with the little tag sugar and salt when I'd mixed up my camelback for the next day, my hydration pack. It's probably one of the biggest questions I get from so many people and honestly, I... Aside from actually like tra- uh, training consistently and getting fitter, getting stronger, and and eating enough food week in week out, like long term, they're, they're certainly going to give you benefits. Like if someone came to me and they were racing on Sunday, and they needed like what's going to give them short term gains really quickly, low hanging fruit is getting their hydration strategy dialed in for a race. I've said it before. The who uh, you guys that have been listening to the podcast all along will know that you can be the fittest person in the world, you can be the strongest person in the world, the best dirt bike rider in the world. If you are depleted severely nutritionally, dehydrated, then you're going to struggle. Like You're not going to be able to utilize your fitness and your skill when it comes down to that final hour of a three-hour race. You might go all right until you hit the halfway mark or even the two hour mark but then you're going to fall in a hole pretty quickly and it's you're going to drop anchor so i the sugar and salt thing like when you break it down i didn't actually put sugar and salt pure forms of those two things i used a supplement but when you actually break it down when you look at any sort of hydration supplement or endurance supplement Essentially, that's what it breaks down to be like any form of carbohydrate. Like when you sort of simplify it down, our body breaks carbohydrates down into sugars and uses them for energy, whether that's a piece of bread, a potato, pasta, sugar itself, honey, um, these other forms of carbohydrates that are in lots of supplements. There's millions, I shouldn't say millions, but there's a lot of different forms of carbohydrate that basically the body utilizes as as sugar for energy. So the actual supplement that I use actually has sugar as as one of the ingredients. Like it has pure a pure form of sugar as one of the ingredients. And I'm actually in the process of creating my own hydration supplement and 
that will be one of the ingredients. It's going to have a mix of two carbohydrate sources. One of them will actually be like pure organic sugar. So I didn't just tip sugar and salt into my camelback. I had heaps of people message me uh, on or reply to that story and say, like, what were the ratios? How much salt and how much sugar did you put in it? I didn't actually put sugar and salt. I've been down that road like eight years ago when I first like went hardcore on cleaning up my nutrition. I didn't want to have any processed foods, any supplements at all. So I would literally make my own energy gels. So I would use either maple syrup or um, honey berries blend that up put himalayan salt in it and make my own energy gels for when i went on mountain bike rides you can definitely do that at the end of the day it's all the same like it's all it's breaking the two main ingredients we need to fuel endurance are sugar and on the electrolyte side sodium is the big one obviously there's other electrolytes in there as well but sodium's the big one um using a supplement it's just convenience like you don't it's there you scoop it out you know what's in it you read the package you know you're getting this much per scoop you put the required amounts of scoops in nine times out of ten if it's a good product it mixes really well it tastes really good and it's a done deal so you can certainly make your own up i've been there done that i'm not into that anymore like it's the a means to an end is fueling my body adequately to perform endurance exercise. A supplement does a really good job of achieving that outcome for me. So the figures that I actually look at, the caveat here is this may not work for you because you're not me. This is what I figured out works well for me. This is what I did in Hadda a couple of years ago when I raced Hadda. It's what I did in the Glenmore Pony that I raced a few weeks ago. And it's what I did on the weekend. Didn't actually finish the race on the weekend. Got cross-rutted on a muddy downhill, speed off the track, straight into a tree. So my race was over at about the hour mark. So didn't actually really get to... I think I drank like less than a third of my camelback in that time. So didn't really actually get to utilize it. However, the strategy is the same and I figured out what works really well for me. The figures I look... I I work out my amounts on general rule of thumb is 300 calories per hour and a thousand milligrams of sodium per hour that's on the low end the sodium for me like I sweat a lot and I know I need a lot of sodium so that's like bare minimum thousand milligrams of sodium for me a lot of the time, I'll probably have a little bit more than that. Like at Glenmore, I put a little bit more than that in it. I put a couple. The, the supplement I use on the weekend, I put eight scoops to a three-liter hydration pack. So what that eight scoops yielded me was 700 calories from carbohydrates and a touch over 3,000 milligrams of sodium. So that sodium intake was pretty well spot on for my three hours the calories was a little bit under but what i planned to do at that race and what i did at, at glenmore was every time i had a fuel stop which i've only got a small tank at the moment so it was only like once every hour i was stopping for a fuel i would have an energy gel so 
in the example of the weekend in a three-hour race, two fuel stops, I'd have one energy gel at each fuel stop, which would yield me another around about 100 calories each, a little bit over. So that would take my total calories up to slightly above 900 calories for the three hours. So that's what I work my numbers out on is 300 calories per hour, which is 75 grams of carbohydrate is around about 300 calories, four calories per gram of carbohydrate. So if you've got uh, an energy gel, as an example, most energy gels have around about 25 grams of carbohydrate in them between 25 and 30. So say your energy gel has got 25 grams of carbs in it, that's 100 calories worth of energy in one gel. So again, that's what I've figured out works for me. I can tolerate that amount of calories, that amount of sodium. It doesn't give me any like gastrointestinal issues. I can digest that. Sits really well in my gut. Um, and I don't experience any cramping for the most part with, with that amount of sodium. I got like at Glenmore, I got a time. That was a four-hour race at Glenmore actually. And... I got like a tiny little bit of cramping around about the halfway mark of the race. Honestly, what I put that down to, it was like a full mud of that race. So the first probably three laps, which they were nearly half an hour laps. So it was like an hour and the first 90 minutes, like the amount of mud that was sticking to my boots was phenomenal. Like there was a couple of sections there where I, that were really muddy that when I was riding along, like the mud that was churning out from my counter sprocket, like my front sprocket on the bike that was coming out around the swing arm was literally pushing my foot off the foot peg while I was riding along. So I was like having to kick the mud off my foot peg and around my shifter because I couldn't even see my shifter. And that mud was like sticking as, as that mud was coming out from my counter sprocket, it was like sticking to my boot. So my what I'm getting at is my feet were like, like a whatever a normal motorbike boot weighs, it was like double that. So I had all this mud stuck to my boots and there was obviously mudder, so there was a bit more paddling going on where you're drag, dabbing your feet, pushing yourself along a little bit. And combined with that, like lifting my feet back onto the pegs with the added weight, that's probably what I could put that little bit of tiny bit of cramp. Like I say, it came on roughly middle of the race it was pretty cold in the morning, so I hadn't pr- probably hit my camelback often, as often as I would have liked in that first half of the race. So when I sort of felt that coming on, it was just a little bit of a reminder to hit my, to make sure I was hitting my hydration, getting enough in, and it basically went away like within sort of 10 minutes. Like I, I hit my hydration, had a few good sucks on that, made sure I was consistent with that from then on. Um, focused on my breathing and it went away like it didn't hinder me in any way but like I say I really mostly I would put that down to the mud and the amount of extra weight that I had like hanging off my feet are you sick of walking into the gym with no plan spinning your wheels wondering if what you're doing is even going to help you on the dirt bike it's a common thread that I hear from riders and that's why I created the race ready live group program it's my entry level training program providing you a structured and periodized program grounded upon the same principles I use for my clients who are winning 
GNCC and AORC off-road events. Best thing is, you can tailor it to your individual needs based upon the equipment you have available, even if that's only dumbbells and kettlebells, and you can personalize the weekly schedule to suit the days you can and can't train, all inside the Race Ready app on your phone for less dollars than you are spending on coffee each day right now. If you want to actually get results from the effort you're putting in in the gym, link is in the show notes for the details about the Race Ready Live program. For you, that's a ballpark range you can work in. 300 calories, 1,000 milligrams of sodium. And then you can work down from that or you can work up from that depending. Again, it just comes back to assessing, okay, how did I go? Did I hit the wall energy-wise? Did I feel like I kind of tanked out or bonked at the end of the race and I didn't have that energy to push? Or was my energy okay, but I cramped? If I was, if you're experiencing cramping, maybe some, some brain fog or some headache type stuff, that can be an indication that the electrolytes are a bit low. If it's an energy thing, if you feel like you like really bonked and hit a wall, then potentially that can be a calories issue. If your calories are up around, like around that 250 to 300 calorie per hour mark, and you ate like a really decent meal before the race, and you're still bonking at the end, I'd be more inclined to say that's like a fitness issue or a strength issue, potentially. Um, However, again, it just kind of comes down to the individual, but that's how you can like assess it. If you know what you're putting in there in terms of calories and sodium in your hydration pack, uh, and you assess how you how you went, how you felt in the race, then you adjust it, adjust it to suit. If it's where if your performance is where you you want it to be, then you can tick that box and say, okay, that's my that's my baseline strategy. And if it's not, we just need to fine tune it. So that, it's that simple. So the biggest thing I tell people is you need to test it in training. So that's either like going and doing some club days where the result doesn't matter as much, where you can just, you can actually use it as a trial run. Or if you don't have that opportunity, like going on some rides, like some intense trail rides with your buddies where you're sending it um, for two or three hours and then just like do a race replication, like eat your breakfast at the time you would eat it um, on race day, roughly speaking and then have that sort of amount of time in between when you get on the bike and then use the same product and the same amount that you plan to do in your race so then you know whether or not it works for you. So many times I have people that either just use a whole new product that they've never used before or they use it at a way higher ratio than like when they go trail riding or training, they might put like one scoop in as an example Um, and then they get to race day and they're like, okay, I'm going to put 10 scoops of this stuff in. And then they get upset gut because that's, they've never tested it. They've never tried it. Like it's okay when it's nice and mellow and you're only getting a little bit of the carbs in, but when you dose it right up and that ratio goes the other way, then your gut potentially might not be able to tolerate it. So it's super important. Whatever you plan on doing on the race day is what you've tested in training. So it's simply a matter of filling up your hydration pack, putting the amount of scoops in it, and it's a done deal. There's no question about it. You know that this has worked for me time and time again, so there's no doubt there. 
It's not a question mark of, oh shit, is it gonna work? Will it not work? Have I over, have I put too much in? Am I gonna like get an upset gut in the last half of the race? Like we don't want those things happening in, in an important race. So that's my advice around, or that's how I construct my own hydration strategy personally. Like I say, been a, a fair bit of trial and error over the years for myself but that's what I've figured out works really well for me and that's why I'm in the process of creating my own hydration supplement which you guys will be the first to know when it's available it's been a bit of a long process to get it get it going we're getting really close now the goal is the start of July is that it will be available but that's what I've learned like working with so many of my clients over the last like six years it's been that I've been working with like dedicated with moto guys is two things one it's very hard to find a supplement out there that actually has enough sodium in it two it's pretty hard to find a supplement that's works for a broad range of people in terms of digestion I've used I've tried so many different products like rhino power all these big name products um and they've worked pretty well for me, um, but I might, one of my clients might try them and doesn't work for them. It upsets their gut. So this formula that I've come up with through a lot of testing, it's, I haven't had anyone yet that has, that's, that it hasn't worked for. Like I haven't had anyone that it, that's used it that's come back to me and said, oh, like that upset my gut. Um, I couldn't digest it or I felt crook or I didn't like the taste of it, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's, and, and that's, and it's also got the right amounts. Like when you put the scoop in, you know that it's high in sodium and you're getting the required amount that we need. You don't need to be adding because I've had to do that before too. Like even with Rhino Power, it's actually pretty low in sodium. So adding hydration uh, or sodium tablets to a hydration mix to get the sodium level up to the adequate level um, that's not ideal either because then you've got two two things that you're putting in there and you've got to work out the ratios like if you can just scoop it out and go okay I'm putting five scoops in today and I know I'm getting this amount of carbs this amount of sodium bang bang done deal so like I say that's getting close it's the goal is to have it available on the shelves by for the first batch for uh, by July. So you guys will be the first to know when it's available, um, and it'll basically hit make it very easy to hit those figures that I just mentioned, like around about. Um, and obviously, that you fine tune that to to your own individual situation. Figure out how many calories you need, how much sodium you need, and you just reduce or increase the amount of scoops that you need to put in your hydration pack. If if you're from the USA and you're listening to this, like in Australia, like we don't really do the bottles thing. Some, like a couple of people do the handoff bottles, but it's only been more recently that I've seen people doing that. Generally speaking, people don't really do that. They'll have a hydration pack. So for the majority of the time, they're taking in their hydration like on the bike whilst they're riding. Um, and obviously when they're stopped, like when they stop in the fuel stop, they might bang down a gel and, and, and skull some hydration as well. 
Um, but for the most part in Australia, we don't really do handoff bottles. I know that is much a way bigger thing in the USA that people use the handoff bottles. Um, at the end of the day, like it's it's the same thing. You've just got to figure out where you're getting it from. Um, the amounts kind of still work out to be the same. Like you're going to need a certain amount of fluid, like actual water, and then you're going to need a certain amount of calories for your energy and a certain amount of electrolytes, which is mostly your sodium, um, so you're not cramping, etc. How you choose to take that in, whether it's a hydration pack, I know some people hate them. I've raced with one like basically ever since I started racing off-road, so I've got no problems with it. My At all myself, personally, I actually prefer it because I know that it's there whenever I want it, whenever I need it. And as I mentioned before, I sweat a shitload, so I need to drink a shitload. So I really like having it there so I can be proactive with getting it in, not having to wait till I come around to the pit or I come around to someone that's going to hand me a bottle. Um, pers- again, that's just my own personal preference. You figure out what works for you, and if you want to break it down into handoff bottles throughout the race, then go your hardest. You can do that too. But at the end of the day, like I said, you got to just make sure you're getting in enough fluid, enough calories from the carbohydrates for your energy, and enough sodium to ensure you're not getting cramps and experiencing fatigue in that last part of the race. So I hope that helps. Um, some of you out there, like I say, I got a, f- a lot of people refl- reply to that story and it's probably one of the most common questions I get is, and like I say, low hanging fruit because even like you can go and buy a supplement off the shelf, but if you're only just like tipping a couple of scoops in there because that's what it says on the back of the packet, well, it's probably not enough for, for what we do and for most people. Um, so you'd need to actually get the good old calculator out, get the app on your phone and do some basic mathematics and figure it out. Like do your calculations and work out how many scoops of the product that you're using will net you roughly those figures like that around about that 300 calorie um, of energy and around about 1,000 milligrams of sodium. And then again, like you're going to be in the ballpark and you can adjust that to suit. So... That's it for today. Like I say, I will keep you updated when the hydration mix is on the shelves. It's coming real soon. We're getting the logo designed at the moment. Be able to drop that soon when it's finalized and set up a bit of an Instagram page so you guys can start following it and keep up to date with it. Till then, hope you're all crushing it this week and I'll see you on the next podcast.